0: Should we kick your mom out and make her listen to this? Or are you okay with her listening? Hello, I'm Annette, and thank you for listening to my podcast. Aiden, thank you for being here. Please introduce yourself.
1: I'm Aiden Anderson. I am going into high school this next semester, and um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So it's been an interesting year, I'm sure. This past year oh, plus yes. for you, so yeah. So, well, Aiden, thank you for being on my podcast. I thank appreciate you. you being here. Uh, the reason I interv- or the reason I invited you was because your mom sent me a picture of a letter that you had received from President Biden. Yes, Did you tell us about that. Of course, I've heard about you before this. So,
1: <laughs> so um, back in January, I sent a letter to the president. Um, basically just congratulating him on his win and um, laying out some of the issues I wanted to see him focus on and just thanking him for his service as vice president under President Obama and as a senator from Delaware for, I believe, nearly 40 years.
0: Great. And what were some of those issues?
1: Well, I as I told him I'd like to see working on climate change trying to stop those effects from getting to to the point where... It would be irreversible, and um, weeding out systemic racism and being able to get criminal um, criminal justice reform and things like that.
0: And then the letter or the picture she sent me was a, a just a thank you for that letter yes. from president from the president. Wow. Yes, that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> it is
0: not all fourteen year olds are. As engaged, I guess I might say. No. Why? Tell me, tell me how you got to where you are today in your level of interest around politics, climate change, etc.
1: Well, in 2016, I—I I mean, I'd heard things and stuff, but I really didn't focus on it. And then um, in 2020, um, I started focusing more on the presidential race, and I had heard Mom talk about the primaries. And then once it got into the presidential race, I started focusing more and more on, um, the debates and, um, I watched political analysis to see where the election stood. And I, I watched during that week as the election went on, I, I watched it during school when I had free time and, um, things like that. So I just got more and more involved because also it's, you know, it's very important. It's, it affects all Americans. So I think it's very important to pay attention and be involved.
0: Well, if every citizen was would be as involved and interested in you, we could yes. <laughs> have a better conversation around a lot of things, I think. Um, so you're here today to be on my podcast, Annette, on education. Tell me, uh, do you listen to podcasts?
1: I try to sometimes. Um, I like more visual media more, more of the time. But I do like to listen to things as I'm, uh, like, usually when I'm doing stuff, I like to have... Audio going, um, because it's just better to do things while listening to something. So I like listening to podcasts every once in a while.
0: Yeah, well, they're a good medium to to keep your mind engaged when you're when you're doing something with your hands or exercising or something. So yeah, that's great. Um, well, so you're fourteen, correct? Yes. And this past year, you were eighth grade. Yes, that was correct at one of our local schools. Your mom is on the Amarillo school board and thankful for that. (laughs) And she will be on my podcast someday too soon. So we keep planning it and not scheduling it. Yeah. So, so how was your year, your past year and a half in school?
1: It was interesting because of the whole coronavirus and having to deal with that. Um, You know, We followed the guidelines, and it really wasn't that different, and it went well. I got more interested in certain topics, like I had speech class, I had U.S. history, and beforehand, now I'm more involved in government and stuff like that, but now I like history as well, so I focus more on history, and I liked speech class, and of course, I liked art and robotics, and so I just got more involved in some of my subjects, and it really—coronavirus didn't affect— school much for me, at least. And
0: it it went well. Oh, good. That's great to hear. (laughs) Mom looks surprised. (laughs) Um, so, well, all my boys, I have three boys and they all took debate all their years in high school.
1: I am planning to take debate and I've put it on my sheet. Great,
0: great. You'll, you'll enjoy that. It'll be a a good fit for you from what I can ascertain. (laughs) Well, um, So how do we get citizens more engaged?
1: Well, I think you need to not scare them into voting, but stress the importance of issues um, and make sure they understand that really this isn't a show. This is the future of America and all of us. It's not WWE. It's not a wrestling match between the politicians. This is serious. And you have the power to decide who goes in and and represents you in the Congress, or who is the president and represents the country and makes those executive decisions. So I think we need to stress that it's very important, but not scare people into voting. But we have to get to a point where we have higher voter turnout like other countries, because just last year was one of the highest voter turnouts, and it only reached about 66% of eligible voters voting. So we really have to stress that it's important but I don't want to ha- cause mass hysteria and scare people into voting. But it, it is very important.
0: I would think a lot of people should be scared right now for this past <laughs> few years to, to vote. You're interested in politics. You're interested in yes. history. Uh, do you pay attention to Texas politics as yes, well? Yes, I do. Okay, so we've got some interesting- Not as much
1: as national, but, I mean, it's my it's the state, and it's very important. I pay attention to Texas more than other states because it is where I live. But, yeah, Texas and national politics is really where I focus on.
0: Yeah, I, I pay more attention to Texas politics than I do to national because I feel like at least I might have a little more influence there. Yeah. I don't know, but it's, it's important to pay attention to both
1: yes Certainly. It is. And,
0: local, and local oh yeah so uh which is a different kind of a different it's know, pile, very pile different of politics i like, like
1: how it's more nonpartisan, and yeah. you can focus more on issues and not party and that's i mean it's on a local level but i think that's important
0: yes i totally agree with you <laughs> it could be really nice if we could focus on issues and not on party politics or playing to the party politics of the day um or of the current leadership. So what do you like to do when you're not listening to podcasts, watching some kind of visual media? I mean,
1: I have a basketball net outside at home, so I, I like to play basketball sometimes. I I mean, I play video games, not much anymore, but I mean, sometimes I play video games and things like that.
0: Well, oh, great. Do you like to read?
1: I I have a mix, mixed opinions on reading. Um, I like to read like articles and some books, but... Um, I usually do that during school. So right now in the summer, I'm not really reading a book. Um, I was reading Barack Obama's memoir. And so I have that, but I haven't read it much. And I've kind of just paused on that until school starts back up.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll encourage the book reading. It's, it's important. Um, and I need to do more book reading. My husband is a huge reader. I'm a reader, but he's a and I do a lot more articles and stuff like you mentioned. But
1: I like there's a series, Gregor the Overlander. It's written by the same author as Hunger Games, and it's a it's a good series. I was one book series that I actually got more involved in because I usually am not a big huge book fan. But if I like a book, then the I name will. of that Gregor the Overlander.
0: The Overlander. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I've heard of that. So I've not read that. And I started Hunger Games and did finish it. But, yeah, I, I mean, I love sci-fi, it. but it's like I don't like as much suspense as, as a lot of these things involve. <laughs> so I'm a weenie there. So my husband likes to watch movies that I don't like to watch. My kids like to watch movies I don't like to watch. But that's okay. Um. So what do you what do you see in the future? So, so the president has quite a challenge, yes, of trying to pull the country back together. We are divided. very divided.
1: Um, I think the mass partisanship on both sides is just an issue that a lot of people will go into the ballot box and just check someone's name off just because they have an R or a D by their name and that's an issue we really have to listen to the people and look at their record and see the issues and be like does this does this help the people Um, and look at their record they may say something but in the past or right now not actually be for that thing and so we need to stop going to the ballot box and blindly marking our R's and D's and start um, marking the people who are actually going to fight for America, for everyday Americans in the Congress or as president and further the interests of the people.
0: So let me play devil's advocate a little bit. And I'm somebody, let's say I'm somebody who doesn't vote. I do vote in pretty much every election. My vote doesn't count. Tell, well, me, tell me why I should vote. My vote won't count.
1: That I I think partisan politics is part of that is that people are so partisan that certain states, you can't... It's very hard to get them, to get change in those states. Um, but in certain states, you see like um, presidentially in Georgia and on the Senate levels, those votes, it, it came down to the wire in those elections. And every vote counted. So really in... Most elections, your vote counts, but I will agree on the presidential level, people in California, if they voted for the Republican candidate, their vote did not count for the president. And in Texas, if they voted for the Democratic candidate, their vote did not count for the presidential level. So I think we need big reform for things like that. But really, in a lot of races, it can come down to the wire. Your vote is very influential.
0: So you've got four years of high school ahead of you, and then I'm assuming post-secondary.
1: Yes, I would like to go into college and get a degree in law or political science.
0: Oh, well, why am I not surprised? (laughs) That's great. So your mom spends a lot of time as an elected official at the school board and then in her job running the Nelements No Excuses work, and... Uh, so we share similar values around education, your mom and I do. Yes. And uh, reflect on public service as an elected official. Public service. And what service. you've seen it from your mom's perspective.
1: It's very important. It's, I mean, you're representing your constituents who voted you into office, and you have to make a lot of tough decisions, even on local level. Um, and the school board, you're making a lot of tough decisions for the entire um school district and you have to listen to your constituents but you also you, you also can't every single little um issue they raise every single criticism you can't always take those and have, you, you can't fix every problem you can't go and get everyone's issues and have to fix every little thing you have to focus on the big ones the big problems
0: and what do you see as the big problems in Public Ed in Amarillo?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think we need to focus more on the education, more than and and people's access to education, um, more than trivial things, more than um, certain spending on the building or the or the the sports and things like that. We need to focus on getting people the good education they need and getting people into schools and making sure that they can get to schools and stuff like that, where they have access to good education.
0: That's a good answer. So four years from now, high school done four years after that, give or take college done what, uh, plus post-secondary or post college degrees, maybe, um, What what would you like to see happen and be in place 10 years from now that's not?
1: Well, I'm not not sure. I'd want to start maybe I'd practice law or something like that and maybe go into journalism. I think those are two things I'd be interested in And, and just kind of do things like that that are like law, probably practice law.
0: What do you see for the state or the country you would like to be different in 10 years?
1: I like to see us um, start focusing on big issues like climate change. We need to stop because scientists are saying that, oh, I'm not sure the time frame, but we only have so, far, so much time until the effects of climate change are irreversible. And we have to start focusing on that and get that under control. I think we need better access to healthcare cheaper health care, and um, just helping working people have a better standard of living.
0: little add-on here. So the question is, who is your favorite president?
1: FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, because, I mean, he got us out of the Great Depression, and I think his New Deal policies, his expanded welfare for Americans is beneficial to people. And I just think his big sweeping changes were needed in that time and is a model on policy, should be a model on policy for most people running for office because he really pushed for reforms that helped Americans.
0: What if there'd been Facebook and social media back then?
1: I'm not sure really because I don't think back then, and I and we see that in the... Results of elections, even back in 1980, that candidates could have massive landslides, and I think there wasn't as much partisanship, but there would have been, been those that were big, largely outspoken on his New Deal policies and how they were a radical shift from what had come before with Herbert Hoover and Calvin
0: Coolidge. Well, Aidan, thank you so much. Thank you for your interest in in the public good. Uh, Thank you for your energy and passion around all these things. And thank you for listening to Annette on Education.